Okay, hello and welcome everybody again to the British Arrows To The Point podcast. Uh, my name's Danny Edwards, I'm the co-editor of Shots, and I'm joined today by Sarah Dunlop, director and co-founder at The Corner Shop, and Karen Cunningham, director at 2AM Films. And today's topic we're going to be talking about is uh, women in film, and specifically uh, female directors um, in the advertising industry. So, Sarah, Karen, uh, thanks for joining us. I just want to ask you, first off, do you think that at the beginning of 2022, it's frustrating that we're still talking about this topic and having to discuss um, female directors and their place in the industry? Um, No, I think it's endemic in the way that women are viewed in the world. And I think there's 195 countries and only... 26 are run by women. So I think it's good that we're having these conversations and I think it affects whatever industry you're in, really. Yeah, I think there's still room for an improvement and um, I still think we need to keep it as part of a conversation so we can figure out why there hasn't been enough uh, female directors and how we can get more um, working. So, you know, you're both very established in your careers, um, but in the time that you've been working in the industry, how much do you think has changed or hasn't changed over the course of uh, your time working in advertising around uh, women working in the industry and, and directors specifically working in the industry? It's funny, actually, because someone the other day called me, um, they said, oh, when you started out in the industry, you were a bit of a novelty. And um, I was a bit like, <laughs> I found it a bit, of, like I was a little bit offended. But then I thought about it and thought, well, there was some truth to it because um, I think that I was, you know, one of a handful of female directors. And now, you know, at least every production company realises that, you know, they should have more than one female director. And in fact, when I started as well, it was like, you know, I think that a production company thought that if they had one female director, that they'd tick that box and and that was that. So you, there was no room for female comedy directors, female, you know, mm. narrative directors, female kind of like uh, lifestyle directors. There was just one and that was you. So the, 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 the positive of that was that there wasn't much competition in to be the one. But on the flip side of that, the work that we were getting was very, very limiting and um, and the scope of what we were allowed to do. I don't know if you... You think that Karen was, was, well, was pretty I, narrow? Well, I came to it much later, but I remember Sarah being someone that I'd always admired, actually, because you could literally name the female directors. And at that point in my career, I was a sort of company owner and I'd always wanted to direct. And I used to look at people like Sarah and think, oh, my God, how were they brave enough to do it? And, you know, how did they even get to where they, they've got? Um because they were so few and far between. But really, it was people like Sarah that sort of gave me the confidence to go, right, OK, I'm going to do it. Yeah. And I did. So you were, to some extent, you know, a, a role model because there were very few of them. People like Sarah, Sam Taylor Wood, Anthea, mm-hmm. all these women that to me seemed to be doing remarkable things in, you know, in a world which was really hard to penetrate and, and something I was sort of fairly passionate about. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think that you always had this, so you always had a secret wish to be a director, yes. but you thought that, that the lane that you probably should take was more of a producer because that's what you saw more women doing? Well, it didn't really happen like that, to be honest, because I actually wanted to act. So I'd gone to drama school, I'd left, 
Couldn't get an equity card because I didn't have a job. Um, couldn't get a job because I didn't have an equity card. And then I ended up taking this temporary job in an advertising agency. I didn't even know what one was. And suddenly found myself on a, a managerial program, mm. um, you know, to be an account manager. And then suddenly I realized that there's this whole world of film. And I literally just worked my way back round again, thinking no, I, I don't want to do this job, but I quite like that job. And then I did that job. And then I just decided, well, I'm going to set up my own company and I am going to direct because that's what I want to do. But it was really seeing people like yourself that made me think, yeah, I could do that, you know, get out there. But I probably wasn't brave enough at that point in time. And also when you're successful doing one thing, that it's very hard, hard to mm. go... You know, forget this. You know, I've got a really successful company here, but you know what? I won't do this anymore. I'll go and do something else. But I so wanted to do it that that's how I ended up doing it. Yeah, yeah, congratulations. I I do think it's brilliant that women like you were around, even. Yes, I think for, yeah, yeah, I think for kind of young, you know, young female directors, I think it's like the more directors, it's that it's that snowball effect, isn't it? Where um. Where when I started, there weren't yeah, like so there weren't any, and I remember having a book, wanting to be a director, and find this book in the library, and um and it had a portrait of each director, and it was like Lucas Coppola, yeah. it was just these beardy dudes, you know, yeah. and some things don't change, it's still a lot of beardy dudes doing it, but like yeah, it's like uh, what does a director look like? That's what they say, don't they? Like what does a doctor look like? What mm. does a director mm. look like? And if you can't quite visualize you in that role or see anyone like you it's harder to believe that you can do it yeah you said earlier uh, a few minutes ago about how it was a box ticking exercise and and even i don't know if you feel it now but like production companies feel like they need to have at least one maybe two women on the roster i mean is that still a problem and is that part of the problem it's like you've okay we've got a female director or a couple of female directors we don't need to worry about looking for female directors anymore we've kind of ticked that box like you say is that is that still a problem and still a kind of systemic problem yeah, changing I think, I think, that a little bit well you? i think they need to loosen up their mindsets about what mm. women can make that's the thing like i mean my production company, we want fifty percent female directors, not not one or two, mm-hmm. you know, and and then you know d- other levels of diversity on top of that. But the m- loosening up of the mindset of what we can do is basically believing that we can do other than just the products that they see us as selling to women. So you know, men can do men were always historically could 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 do commercials about anything and it needs to be the same for for, mm. for female directors like depending on our reel that's what teaches you about what work we can and cannot do but trying to look at our reel and going leg wax you know shampoo still that that's probably got better but I still it's think still, that they see mm. you as like so you know so something that they maybe think that I can do is that I'm a woman so I'm, I'm I maybe maybe I'm more emotional yeah. so the emotional storytelling it is something I love to do so don't get me wrong I'm not I'm not dissing it but it's like action stunt sequences you know that kind of thing bit more kind of you know toys um, you know um, technical stuff I still they think they I still don't think that you go to the front of their mind. Even though I've done a lot of that, I don't think they think of you as Do you being... still feel like you're on the back foot before you've even started because of the fact that you're a woman and it's that sort of script? And listen, I don't want to make it... I don't want to make it about me. I think that all female directors will be slightly, if mm. I'm honest, on the back foot 
uh, about what agencies will see that they can or can't can and cannot do. Um, and I think it's up to the female directors as well to kind of work on their reel, to not give them that opportunity to pigeon them, pigeonhole them in a way that they don't want to be pigeonholed. So you can work on that too. You can stay strong. You can kind of not do those jobs that you don't feel are particularly, particularly you. Like So for me, it became about like makeup and hair and all those kind of beauty things. I mean, look at me. <laughs> I'm not like, I don't really give a shit about that kind of thing. I love fashion, but I'm not really about that. So yeah. why was I, why was I going to be interested in that? Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Films about it. Do you feel the same, Karen? I mean, you, you well, know, you're... I think the barriers have come from sort of the wider perception of, of directing being a sort of a man's job. You know, I think 92 years of the Oscars, only two women have won mm, for yeah, best direction. So. You know, that is the basic perception of it. And then when you come down to advertising, I think one of the big issues is that we're always judged, directors who are female are judged by their gender first, not by their talent. So, you know, for example, um, we will be, I will be on the list because I am female. Right. I won't necessarily be on that list because I'm Karen Cunningham, director, which is what, what I wrote that article about, how, how we're labelling people. And I would imagine that right now is the first time in probably the history of sort of advertising when men are experiencing a gender bias and they're actually not on the list because they are, you know, because of their gender as, as a sort of opposed to their talent. Yeah, yeah. Mm. And I, wanna... I, I think the other really hard thing there is that we've got all of these initiatives which have been absolutely brilliant. Um, free the bed, which is now free the work. And I think that has done the most incredible job in opening up the doors to say to clients and agencies and production companies who, after all, are only the suppliers. So they can only supply what people want. So if the marketeers don't want it, why mm. are they going to have it on their books? So, and the marketeers did not want women. Now they want them. So, you know, that's um, changed things and, um, you know, made things better. But at the end of the day, you know, you pitch on the job but the female reel has often never got the equivalent work on it mm. that that the male counterpart will have. So then you're in the room thinking, well, you know, this person's reel is better. And that's the reason that you see at the award shows that the women aren't winning the awards because they either don't get to pitch on the jobs or if they do get to pitch on the jobs, they don't get the jobs that win the awards. So therefore, they're never going to be winning the right. prizes. But I think what could change that is to get the women in the room. So what happens in the UK is you spend ages sweating over your treatment, whatever mm. gender you are or who, whoever you are, and then often you don't even get to pitch it. Um, that's very different in, in America where you do get the opportunity to pitch. And I think if agencies here allowed the directorial talent in the room or Zoom or whatever they want to, to actually pitch therein would lie a point of difference, I think, mm. because maybe that person whose work wasn't on the reel would come to it with such a passion mm. and such a conviction that that in itself would make the agency think, yeah, that's the person I'm giving it to. In the same way that when clients pitch for business, they meet the people, you know, mm. they meet the person they're going to spend 
all this money with and there's a chemistry about it and I think that could make the most enormous change here mm. instead of always on the back burner always on the back burner yeah, yeah. I, want to pick I don't up... know what you think about that Sarah but I'm often think, oh, I, can I just speak to them because then I could tell them that I'm going to do it this way and I'm going to do it that way yeah yeah I, I mean I just wanted to go back to the point you made about the article so you wrote an article for Shots a month or so ago yeah. about how you know when you came into the industry you weren't seen as Karen Cunningham director but Karen Cunningham female director yeah. and that had an impact on your career and, and do you think that is still the case that you know it doesn't matter how far down the road we've come it is still you're a female you're a director or you're a female director well I, I think still... what's interesting I don't know if Sarah would agree but I think it was both negative and positive because I think there's lots of jobs I didn't get because I was female I think there's lots of jobs I wasn't even considered for because I was female but I also think I've got an enormous amount of jobs because I'm female. So I think we just need to get to the point where we're not awarding jobs on gender. We're mm. awarding them on talent. And then that comes back to the point about giving the talent the opportunity to have reels where they can, you know, pitch in a fair way. Mm. Because if you're, ne if you're never going to... If everyone gets trapped in their in their box, if you like, like Sarah was saying when she started, she was doing makeup and beauty. And, um, and it's incredible. You obviously work very hard and moved yourself out of that. I mean, when I started, I literally was very strategic about, okay, if I'm going to direct, where am I going to position myself? Okay, I am going to do children because mm. I'm female. That won't be too hard a switch. That's what I'm going to do. So, and, and I've been, I was very successful with that and I've been mm. very lucky. So I'm not in any shape or form saying that, you know, I haven't been lucky, but I do feel that I'm capable of doing, you know, more. a lot But do you think more, the fact that you've chosen to do that and have kind of excelled at doing that, that it is harder now to kind of break out of doing that? Possibly because people you know, always want to label you. And so it's so much easier to put you in a pile where they know mm -hmm. where you are. But are. to some extent, I also think that's down to the individual because when I started directing, no one was going to give Karen Cunningham, the owner of a production company, a job. So I had to go and write it myself, mm -hmm. make it happen. And fortunately, it did very well. Mm. And um, so to some extent, I think, you, as Sarah said, I think you have to help yourself a little bit with that as well yeah. and not expect for things to happen. But I, I do think for men, men can direct anything. Mm. You know, it doesn't matter if they direct a lorry or a food or, 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 or a car, that they are directors first before they are male. Well, interesting, you point out that you went for children because you thought that was quite female yes. rather than like what, beauty. 12 years ago. I think men don't get to direct ago. anything, but what they will do is they'll have a style yeah. which then you could put this product onto it or this product, yeah. onto this product. Whereas you have a, a style, but they'll think that that has to have children. So it's, so it's like, so, so there's a nuance to the difference because I think... You know, and in, say we're talking about awards, it's like um, we have to be, women have to be kind of less apologetic about what we get the opportunity mm. to work on and start to get more confidence 
and with the numbers of more women doing it to kind of say, no, I want to be up there and I want to get the scripts that will win awards. And, you know, because I basically gave up. I gave up on awards at one point. And, you know, you know, thank God that did turn around. But at one point, I remember this big kind of director that used to be a creative director saying, and I was like seeing the you know, usual at the awards and he was so mad that he didn't win one. And I was like, I don't know why you're getting so like wound up about it. It's mm. not. It's no big deal that you didn't get. And he goes, Oh, it's easy for you. Sorry, you don't care about awards. And I was like, and I thought, God, do I care about awards? And I think I just not. I'd switched off caring about awards because I thought I'm never going to get one. I was a, on a lot of juries when I was younger, you know, as a token female director. And often there'd be a big fight between everybody, you know, all the all the all the creators about what script should, you know, what film should win. And I'd be thinking, I don't like. Out of the two films they're fighting about, I don't like either. I chose something else. Yeah. <laughs> so it is about changing mm-hmm. juries to reflect uh, different tastes and different types of perspective. And then it's about us thinking, actually, awards are really important um, and I want to get one of those. Yeah. How am I going to get myself in a position to get one? I need to do a piece of work. And then what's great after that is that we have got this reel, which, like you said, the, the, the hard part of that is how am I going to get something on my reel that, you know, never mind anyone else loving, I like, you know, even I just like it, you know, because I remember thinking, fuck, I don't like anything on my reel. But so it's like trying to get good work on your reel, then trying to realise your worth and then trying to say strategically, what kind of work do I think I'd be good at and which one of those do I think there would be a possibility that that could be award winning. Mm. Everything I do now is like, you want to think it could be award winning, yeah, even yeah. if it's not. You know, it's, so it's ambition, levels of being ambition. Being less apologetic about, you know, mm-hmm. being ambitious, essentially. Yeah. yeah, exactly, which we've always been a bit like, oh, thank you yeah. for your script. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and I think we have to be, the more I've got kind of more confident, the better it's got. Yeah. I think I've been very lucky in that respect, in that uh, a lot of the work I have done has won awards, but it's won awards in an area where you wouldn't expect to win awards. Well, and that was what's brilliant about the work you did, I actually. That's what made you stand out. that that yeah. would, by default, then lead me on to... Other award-winning work. Mm. Yes, yeah. but, it, but didn't. it didn't. Interesting. No, which I thought was it's very interesting, It's these stumbling blocks, actually. yeah. yeah. Um, was, ceilings. Ceilings mm. of what you're allowed to do and seemingly no trust for you to just take that ability to make an award-winning ad that happened to have some children in it and turn it into another, you know, t- t- turn a different script without children in it and do the same thing that you do so well. So what, that step is not that big a step across, mm. but yet it, it hasn't happened. You know, that is there's something there in the psychology of, um, of uh, yeah, of, of that feeling comfortable and what what scripts kind of uh, were given. Yeah. Well, funny enough, I'm pleased to say it's just about to happen, so I'm ah, absolutely thrilled. News. Yeah, well, <laughs> don't know whether it's breaking news, but it, it, but it's, you know, good for me, yeah. so You're I, doing I'm pleased a job about that. Well, I, I'm doing a job that isn't necessarily okay, one right, right, where yeah. you look at my reel and go, oh, yeah, tick. Yeah. Yeah. She's yeah. got, you and, know, everything on, on that job. And for me, it's um, probably like you, Sarah. I mean, I just love performance. I'm interested in people. I'm interested in performance. I don't care what how old they are. It's actually, I think, very hard to get performance out of a five-year-old. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or, well done, or, Karen, because that's, that's or, or, one of the most stressful things that I've ever done. But it, it, it really is just about the passion for telling a story, yeah. ultimately. Well, whatever that story is yeah. and, and whoever is in it. It's just, which... You know, I've always sort of had a, had a passion for, but I do think it's changing at the younger mm. end. I really do because I think that 
as more women come into the industry and other un underrepresented talent, the more that becomes the norm, the more creative roles at the top that are led by women, the more that becomes the norm. In the end, it won't be about gender, I don't think. Mm -hmm. it, it, it'll even itself out and it will just be about talent, mm -hmm. you know, who is, who is right for the job. So it's just getting that bottom to rise mm -hmm. up yeah. so mm -hmm. that the prejudice at the top can sort of be eradicated in a mm -hmm. way. Because I feel a lot of the prejudices, I find that hard to say that word, mm -hmm. are, are still very much embedded at the top rather than at the bottom. I don't know what you think, Well, Sarah. that's an interesting point as well. I was going to ask both of you because I wondered whether one of the barriers is that, you know, at the top of advertising agencies, uh, clients sort of generally, not completely, but it's, it's men. So, you know, is, is a barrier that it's harder for a female director to sort of get some of those jobs because there's not that many female creative leads in the business. And, you know, whether you think that's true or is that tra changing? Has it changed over your kind of career spans? Yeah, and you have to think about like the way the story is being told, like you know, and and the stories that have been told in film, and who was who was writing them, and who was, you know, and of course there's still room for you know, a ton of like male stories, mm, but um, of course. it's just like perspective is is interesting. So if you've got like you know a certain type of demographic of men writing jokes that they think are funny, mm. you know, stories that have a, a male lead that that kind of somehow kind of reflects their lives. Um, that's that's quite limiting. So that's where you're saying broaden the spectrum of people in all the creative roles. There'll be different types of like things that that kind of you know that that, that chime with 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 young female directors, with like you know with with gay directors, with non-binary directors, with with white with with guy directors. Mm. And there's more stories to be told. So actually, it's like we've just opened a door of like of of telling more stories just recently. So yeah. the great thing is they're still to be told. Mm. We don't need to like revisit. The same kind of you know hero's journey kind of arc, and we can do we can do different things now. So, if that happens, there should be lots more work and lots more in interesting opportunities. Mm. It's quite interesting because because my because I as a producer and from from an agency background, I never encountered any um, misogyny or barriers that got in my way in in those roles. I only found opportunity. Lots of people helped me get to where I'd got. The surprise came when I started directing. So, and, and that was really quite shocking in the first couple mm. of years that I started directing because I couldn't quite get my head around it. And I think it's because that generally people accept women in these sort of housewifery roles. Supportive roles. Yes, supportive, like managerial, MD, all of those sorts of roles. But they find it harder to have them in like an architect's role, if you like. Right. So that's what I found very, very hard. Yeah. And hopefully that's the bit that's changing. Now, you yeah. you just started directing, so maybe you never experienced that or had anything oh, to I compare mean, it to? Or I mean, I, I, I swapped out. I mean, I had like a, a male producer for many years, and yeah. that, was a, that was a strategic decision because... Most of the people, the, the creative team would always be two men. And I think sometimes they did find it really uncomfortable trying to kind of like, you know, and I'm pretty easy to chat to. But, you know, sometimes that a lot, you know, there was, 
it, it was quite often that they would ask a question and they would look at him for the answer. And I right. felt like I was a ventriloquist. <laughs> and he'd yeah. look at me. And, he, and after he'd point out, he goes, they did it again, didn't they? they kept, I was going to keep looking at you, right? And he was like, yeah, because it made him feel really uncomfortable. He'd just be like, just try not to give them eye contact so they wouldn't do it. But it was like a weird natural thing that they would do. So, yeah, just they finding it weirdly awkward. And, you know, he was really good at the kind of, I mean, he's a really good producer. He's a very good producer, but he was also good at all the bants about football and that, yeah. that chit chat and that that kind of like that thing that makes everyone feel a bit comfortable when you first walk in a room. Mm. And um and there was a lot of that but I mean I think um the, so the types of the types of weirdly the types of guys over I've been doing it for so long started to change a bit and um they became like and some of them are my really good friends now like guys that I thought I could have things in common with about music or film or yeah. mm. you know more more stuff like that and and that got a bit better but um yeah it was it was it was tricky to have to be the person walking on set to be the person walking in those meetings and um and want to be the boss it becomes easier as you get older in a way because you just kind of become old (laughs) and kind of like people are just like oh she's that gobby old woman that just says what she thinks i'm I'm also i'm sure as you are so really grateful to those people because although that was the way the, uh, the management of the agencies was set up they were still up, giving it, it. they were still, they giving, were still the giving opportunities me jobs. they were still how come saying they were there? yeah, yeah how come uh, they no were... we'll give you a go yeah, Karen how... we'll mm. work with you yeah. so I, listen yeah. I, I'm only very very yeah. grateful to all of those do you think people. it sounded like I was dissing all creators no 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 not at all <laughs> not a good idea no, is it no, on an advertising all, podcast I just thought that we don't want to sound like I mean you're right I love men I've got nothing against men at all you've got to do that I love men speech <laughs> no, no, not really. I just want to be club. sort of because I like you have been on the sets where, you know, when I've walked on the set and I've been with a creative team and um, sound guy or someone's walked straight to the creatives and asked them, you know, no, they want, yeah. what, what they want because they've just made the assumption that it would it wouldn't be me. Um, but that again just comes back to a sort of more historic thing, doesn't it? That there aren't so many role models and there. Are, you know, they're not used to seeing, you know, women mm-hmm. in those roles. Yeah. So that is that changing? I mean, is that sort of Definitely. preconception of it being a boys' club? Definitely. And, you know, that sort of feels like from when you were saying, you know, in the production company and then and then kind of transitioning into being a director, does it feel like that's changed now? It's not so much? And so are you saying about, you know... Yeah, I think I think it's getting better. And I, and I think... Um, I think... Uh, I think in the end, it, it is a tricky one. And I do understand that the agency's kind of concerns about who they use for that one commercial they're going to make that year. Um, it's difficult to give chances. And there are lots of people, like you mm. said, that I have a lot to, a lot of people that I've like, you know, I mean, like Dave Trott gave me my first ever. He gave me a, he gave me a commercial. I had not even made a commercial. So mm. some people <laughs> like that have to give yeah. you those opportunities. But also, um, you know, they also have to look. I was talking to a really, really senior, brilliant agency producer who was saying, like, I also don't want that person that we give that opportunity to to fall. So we don't want to give them that massive thing where they yeah. might fuck it up. And then with an agency, and then she was like, with an agency like this, well, if you've if you've not done a good job, you won't be getting another opportunity. So it's about finding the right level of opportunity. And production companies have to do that with their direct, nurture their directors to make mm. the right steps and not fail and not right. f- not fall because 
with the world of like you know I I could make shit commercials when I was young because it was like there was the internet they weren't like you know mm. luckily they're all lost hopefully in <laughs> shit commercials but you know it's like you have to really protect talent now help them with the right decisions agencies have to do that as well just to go this is the right level of job that you know look at their talent they've got the instincts we're going to be there with them to shine on this project yeah. so it's like managing that ambition I'm, but managing the ambition as well you were sort of yeah and you that. never go from like in any, in any shape or form of walk of life you never go from like nothing no. yeah. when you read the process of whoever made that fir- first film or yeah. that first album or they'd always or they'd already written another 100, 200 songs yeah. they'd already made like short films they'd, there's no coming from nowhere and I think it's the same in advertising it's like it's like yeah getting, getting the right real I think together. the difficulty though when you're in the minority is the other thing is that you're representing everybody so if there's very few women Mm. and you're the woman that gets that opportunity to do that job you you literally have representing the whole world so you know you it's do like, it wrong and yeah. by some different women are all worried women. aren't they yeah. they're all like worried like whereas that wouldn't up. happen to a man yeah. really you know it's, if he does the odd bad job someone said to me really um, I was like you know when a woman gets an opportunity you're like yeah you, you're kind of like nervous for them like go on do it but then someone someone, someone pointed out that um there's levels in everything. There's levels of like, so in, in saying all the male directors, there's like some really amazing ones. Yes. There's some mid-level ones. There's some pretty average ones. And there's some ones that do this style. And there's all different types, like like you said. And it, there should be that much work for women mm. allow, allowing all different levels, you know. So it's not like women directors have to just be amazing, amazing, game, amazing. Yeah. And if you're not amazing, 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 you're just not there at all. Mm. There's like... There's all this there's all this work out there that should yeah. be for everyone. Yeah, yeah. I wanted to touch a bit as well about sort of pregnancy and maternity leave and the difficulties around that and what your thoughts are about whether you know there's a inbuilt bias against sort of women of a certain age or women coming back from maternity leave and how that's worked and whether that's affected your careers at all in the past or whether you worry about that sort of thing. I mean, you were you when you because I don't have kids, but I think. Well, when yeah. I had my. Daughter, I wasn't directing, I was producing, but um, at that time, you didn't even really tell anybody. I mean, I think right. I was in the hospital one day and back at work the next. So really? you just sort of got on with it very, yeah, kind of very like quietly, really. Of... It was like the sort of hidden thing. Yeah. And the fact I mean, that you'd turn up to work some days and someone would ask you your name, and I'd be thinking, I know the first bit's Karen, but I can't remember the second bit <laughs> <Just laughs> because so I'd nice. had no sleep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But why, why are we asking? Of course, there's a problem if we're if we're asking yeah. these questions yeah, because yeah. really, like the workplaces should be should be you know um, much more thinking of it as paternity and maternity I sharing agree. that yeah. that period so that we're not women aren't thinking I'm 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 doing the lion's share of the childcare and then I'm coming back and I feel like I've been away for so long that mm-hmm. I don't know you know or I mean of course we physically have to be pre- we we have the pregnancy and that I think is still definitely a stigma. I was saying to you earlier, wasn't I, that, you know, I know mm. directors that hid their pregnancies, yeah. try not to tell anyone, you know, try to kind of like, you know, we're doing jobs at like seven months pregnant without telling anyone they were pregnant because they think that they would have thought they wouldn't have got the script if they told people. Right. It's, it's, you know, we should be, but, you know, actually, no, I was thinking because, you know, like, do you know that people have kids? Do you know guys have kids? Like, I've just asked the question. But also comes and, down yeah. to society, doesn't it? Because I often feel sorry for... Um, for men too that you know if we had a more level playing field of sort of paternity need, and yeah, maternity they need more time yeah um, because a woman 
a man about to do a film whose wife was having a baby, no one would ever say, oh, you know, you're, what a shame you've got to go off and yeah. you know, do your mm. film. Mm. Whereas if we perceived men and women equally in that role, in that caring role. In that early part of the Yeah, in that early part. But that's that's basically legislation, and that really has to change. It has to change from legislative, that's horrible. But I think it's like (laughs) all these things, that's where they do change in education, and then eventually it sort of filters through, doesn't it? Yeah, like where, you know, in Scandinavian countries, the men take as long as, have the same amount of time off as the women. But nevertheless, I can imagine that as a female director, if you've, you know, if you've had to take time out, that, as you were saying earlier, Sarah, it's a worry. Yeah, you I mean, it's a worry that someone else tricky, and the travel is tricky. I mean, I, yeah. I've just got a puppy and I was literally like <laughs> freaked out being, I was like, no wonder I couldn't have kids. I was like, I'd never have done any jobs because yeah. I just don't know how you go away and then come back and go away. And, you know, it's, it's, yeah. it's a, but you know, I said to, I said to a, um, well, maybe a girl, now someone, you take your, you know, your baby thinking, with you, you and, with, and yeah, it's less of a big deal. And, more support. Mm. But yeah, we also spend, it's also quite a good career for having children in some ways, if you can get over that stigma, because we also get to spend large amounts of time at home. So we go away and then we're back and we can be quite present. Yeah. So it's actually quite a yeah, good job. It can be yeah. quite a good job once yeah. you get your head around the go. I mean, my, my producer has two small kids and she's she's just really good at explaining to them, like, I work and mummy has to work. and But then when she comes back, she's like so fully there for them, like, 24-7, you know, she doesn't have the 9-to-5 part yeah. anymore. So it's, yeah, it's, yeah. it kind of but can really work as a kind of a career for women. I also think for. with um, people coming into an industry or into the workplace now, it's very different in the way they perceive one another. I mean, I think it's perfectly normal now for both men and women to, to realise that they're probably both going to have to work. Yeah. You know, there's not that sort of funny old-fashioned idea that one person's going to stay at home because yeah. I think financially that probably doesn't help. So all those things help to make life probably mm. um, a Yeah, I mean, a lot, of, a lot of my heroes in, in film, um, men, they did have, like, incredibly supportive partners that you never <laughs> yeah. really heard when that you, much about. And when, when you, you dig... Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, you know, that... Um, and I kind of do, I suppose, you know, my, my partner works, you know, but... Um, there is a, there's a support system around talent often that um, can be a little bit, um, you know, it's, that's it. It's a shifting world, and, and right. you know, men can play sometimes play supporting roles, and women can play supporting roles in each other's careers. Or Absolutely, swap. you're yeah, doing that swap. right now. I'll support yeah. you while you're doing that, and then and I feel that there's more relationships. Um, that are based around those kind of terms now, which I think is much healthier. Much healthier, mm-hmm. yeah. I just want to s- touch on something that we've sort of touched on already uh, in the conversation, but sort of the British Arrows was criticised by a few people earlier in the year when you know so few female directors picked up awards um, across the show uh, in March. Um, but that sort of turned out to be representative, I suppose, ratio-wise of the amount of entries from female directors. So I wondered how you think you can tackle that and if something like a kind of best female director category is, is too reductive. No. Karen is sort of... I love like... Free the work. Yeah. I think we need positive um, 
discrimination. We yeah, need, we need to, to we need to get in into bids because if we're in it, we can win it. And, exactly. I, and, I, and I won some. <laughs> yeah. Quite, you know, I you know, I remember I lost a lot, a lot. But there was the occasional job that just pushed me up one bit by winning against the odds, against directors that had better mm. stuff on their reels, and that's how it happened. So we need that. But then we need, we can't have a category like no. that. That's very, very reductive. I, I really would not like um, I that. think it's about like, um, you know, we need to open up agencies' minds, creative, you know, CCAs, ECDs, CDs, and creators' minds to who could possibly be the good partner for their script. Yeah. And, and to just, just stop thinking about the same kind of 10 people. Mm. And, you know, stop thinking about, I mean, I think they have stopped thinking about me here a bit, but, but you know, like <laughs> no stop way. thinking about their only being... Like, if you want a woman, there's, like, three women. Yeah. There's not yes. a shit ton. What's your point before about yeah. Like, yeah. there needs to be lots like, of levels of female find directors? the level of the script, you know, and think about who's going to throw themselves, who's going to, whose production company is going to su- support this director, who's going to have that passion that, yeah. that, that they're really going to, like, a small, you know, a little, that they're going to just, you know, smash it. And mm. that's how that will trickle back into, you know, that, 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 that kind of work. And I saw it in, you know, other awards... Uh, this year so I'm hoping this year's British Arrows will reflect a little yeah. bit more yeah. because of the changing times over the last two years yeah. but I, I but it was the same I hate to say it Jenny but I mean it was the same for Shots and Creative yeah. Circle yeah. you know it's nothing to do with the award shows themselves mm. it's, it, it's to, to do with you know having the opportunity yeah. to um Directly, I've got to a feeling it's going to be films. better. I think this year, year is going to be different because I'm already seeing it. We've had the pandemic and we've had yeah. that switch of you know we've had Black Lives Matter. We've had that that conversation open up much louder. Yeah, and so I think that we might see a change. Hopefully. So do you feel? I mean, wrapping up. I know we're sort of running out of time, but do you feel a, a bit more positive about the future? About how you know the directing opportunities are opening up for women, and and what more can be done to kind of improve that and and push that even further? Do you think? Are there things that can be I know we talked about free the work and initiative like like that which are great but is there more stuff that can be done or is it just a kind of perception thing for people making those decisions basically and I think you've got to you've got to honestly I feel so strongly about this you've got to get them in the room or the zoom and you've got to look at those people's reels yeah. whatever gender they are and not judge it on the idea but look what that person's brought to that story mm-hmm. so that you can say you know what look at, look at this look what they've done da, da, da. give them an opportunity yeah. um, think about it and and reward them in the right way I, I mean I think it's a bit like the gold rush at the moment I mean the floodgates have opened people are yeah. running through the opportunities are I there think, yeah, I think women directors female directors should think about what stories they want to yes. tell Good. and they should try to inject that don't think because we're sometimes we are a bit like we have imposters you know we do have tend to suffer that when we want to plea i'm a bit of i could be a bit of a people when i was younger like please what what are these people looking for and it's like they tell your story tell it the way you want to tell it tell it in an in a unique and bold and interesting way and then and then get it out there and then hopefully that influences because advertising has always been influenced by culture yeah. and it always is a two-way thing so maybe like that that kind of work then kind of influences back to for, you know for young creatives to write scripts more like that suddenly it's the kind of work that you know you'll be good at making and so you're not going in a square peg round hole mm. you know you're not you're not trying to do something that doesn't feel kind of like uniquely part of who you are 
Um, and I think that, you know, the, the good will come. The, 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 be- the best thing is to try to be creative and do the best work you can all the time. The opportunities, yeah, come on, guys. I think yeah. what's interesting <laughs> as well is that the opportunities have really changed in film and television. You know, now when I look at the credits at the end of TV, so often it will be a female director. And five years ago, you wouldn't have seen that at all. They've been very... Uh, Yeah, and they're really out there looking for, you know, sort of female talent. And, you know, hopefully advertising will do the same thing. But at the end of the day, I really do think everything comes down to talent. Mm -hmm. You know, you've... If you're talented, mm. whoever you are, whatever your gender is, and yeah. the door opens, yeah. you know, you'll walk you through. And it. if you're not, it'll, it, it'll shut, particularly in something like advertising, which is so disposable in many yeah. ways. Yeah. You know, yeah. There's no longevity to it. Yeah. It's like yeah. you're only as good as your last job. Yeah. And on that bombshell. <laughs> <laughs> thank you very much. It's been so interesting <laughs> talking you. to you. Thanks for your insights and your opinions. So, Sarah, Karen, thank you very much. And, uh, yeah, thanks for joining us, everybody. And uh, see you next time. Thanks, Danny. We didn't let you get a word in edgeways, did we? <laughs> As it <laughs> should be. You. As it should be.